Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. They're all here. The divas, princes, and living legends you should be obsessed with. Sitting down with me, I'm David Goldberg. These are the Luminaries. One of the great pleasures of covering comedy in New York City is witnessing the arrival of new stars. Andres Govea, known as Mijo Andres on social media, is one such breakout. Govea appears on the new web series CEO Skyscraper, created by Mary Houlihan, and performs all over town. I hope you're as mesmerized as I am. So, hi. Hi. <laughs> so, first of all, let's just say that this is fortuitous because last night, uh, post-eclipse, I had a dream about... Do you ever dream about movies that don't exist? All the time. So and then I write a tweet about them. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream about Charlie's Angels 3. Oh, okay. Yes, not okay. the reboot. Like, no, not the reboot. Not the horrible of, reboot. Think, which is really off... I don't know. I don't know. I know Ariana Grande is getting money off of it, so I'm happy for her. And Lana, which is so good. Insane. But the movie, bad. Gonna be bad, but I will go watch. Really bad. Really, so- I don't know about Elizabeth Banks, like, as a director. I don't know. The- okay, that literally shots fired immediately. Like, I don't know about her as, like, a woman as a director. <laughs> I mean, I support women in film. I will of, say but... Pitch Perfect 3 the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. And peak of the franchise, frankly. Wait, what? Pink? I mean, the the peak of the franchise. Oh, absolutely. I was like, Pink was in the franchise. No, I was like, she no, she wasn't, in... babe. No, she wasn't. <laughs> I feel like she would be in this franchise's Charlie's Angels sequel. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, fam- Wait, she was yes, in? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Famously, she was in the second one. Yes, absolutely. Both of us what were like, it? where were we? We got lost in Grand Central. Bayern's 500 thou. Rules are? There, there are, are no rules. rules. <laughs> So I had this dream that Drew, like I was Drew Barrymore in the third one. Shut up. I've had that dream. Right? And you, I I did something, it it was fucked up because I did one of those amazing things where I like lock all these bad guys in a building and then light it on fire. (laughs) But then as I was walking out, I was like, that was really sick. Like, why did I do that? I feel morally conflicted. Oh, yeah. And then I woke up feeling morally conflicted, but then I also felt disappointed that there isn't going to be a third Charlie's Angels from, know, the, ori- from the, the true from the true original not cast original. not the- <laughs> for my understanding it is my original just a thank you Farrah Fawcett can suck a dick and I hell don't I don't <laughs> I, I don't care I really I she's don't. not here so I don't care it's oh. but those movies are amazing pivotal 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 gay content and like um I the more dilemma thing like that's they do kill people they absolutely murder people. And we're just supposed to be like, oh, fun movie. And I was like, I guess so. I'm on board. Yeah, like the Scottish, uh, or no, they're Irish. The Irish mobsters that they like. Yes. They really blow through quite a few of them. They really do. And also, I don't know if you remember, but when that movie came out, they released the unrated DVD edition, which like. Yeah, where they're naked. More, 
they're naked. There's like more blood and sweat. Absolutely. And in that fight, like they the the Irishman, like Justin Thoreau, they show him bleeding more. Mm-hmm. And when he punches Drew, she bleeds. And I <gasps> thought it was so hot. I was like, oh my god, bodily fluids. Like I was 13. It was very exciting. That was oh, I remember going to buy that um, that un underrated. What is it called? Unrated? Unrated. I went to go buy that and asked my brother to buy it for me. And he was like, why? Why don't you just want to buy the original? I was like, um, I don't, don't ask any questions, please. <laughs> but that's what being queer is. It's like, we needed, we needed what was too much for theaters. It was so hot. I, okay, how, where do you see yourself <laughs> in the Charlie's Angels? You see yourself as Drew Barrymore. No, 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 no. I think Drew Barrymore is only for, I don't think, people who identify as gay men can really see themselves as Drew Barrymore because she's for women. I think gay men can only see themselves as Lucy Liu or Demi Moore. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I feel myself as uh, Demi Moore 100%. You absolutely That's are. sort of what I'm going for as an aesthetic. The fur, the bikini. Mm-hmm. Yahtzee! Yahtzee, she has the, she has Rodrigo Santoro as like her pig. Yes. That's you. Literally so hot. It's so, that was his peak too because that was right after or right before Love Actually. Which is a sick movie. Which is really good, really good movie. movie, It's really disturbed. Love Actually? Yes. Yeah. I've seen it. (laughs) Didn't have to think twice about it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I've only seen it once, and it was this year, and I think it was like a month ago. Welcome. Yeah, so I'm like, it seems bad. But it was like, oh, and it takes place before or after 9-11. Oh, that's really an interesting thing. Yeah. I... I have to think about that. I actually think it's after. Because it opens with like... (laughs) Yes, but in like a sweet conciliatory way. Because if you look at the string of movies that came out immediately prior to 9-11, we have Josie and the Pussycats. And then we have, well, Big Trouble with Rene Russo, but that got deferred because of 9-11. But if you watch, let's say, Josie and the Pussycats, which involves DeJour's plane basically like (laughs) crashing... And, yeah. like, all these huge sh- shots of screaming women in an airport, that was very pre-9-11 because it's all so about it's, chaos. You could feel it. Yeah, you could feel it. Love Actually is all about, like, love and heartwarming in airports, which I think fits the post-9-11, oh. like, see, JFK can be fun again. Don't worry. You're <laughs> safe. He throws cool. Yeah. Tony Blair will protect you. Grab a drink. Yeah. <laughs> that I guess you're... Absolutely right about that. Right. And my brother famously finds Love Actually offensive because of the way it um, makes fun of George Bush, whom he loves. (laughs) We're both from Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. And we're both um, Earth signs. And we're both shattered human beings. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Sort of in a room now talking to each other. Um, Wait, he loves Bush. And where in Texas are you from? Houston. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You have to understand that any, like, regional um, resonance of Texas in my family is completely, okay, I'm going off, but completely (laughs) false. Hold on, Uh, viewers, he's going off. (laughs) We're Jews, we're, yeah, we're not of Texas, like, there is no legacy of Texas in our bloodline, so any, like, Texan pride that's in my family is completely manufactured by that's George cool. Bush. Oh, that's really good. Okay. Where in Houston did you you grew up? Bel Air. Absolutely, Absolutely. Queen. That's crazy. That's my, so cool. my dad lives in Museum District now. And Bushes live there. Yes? 
They live there, like the woodlands. That's what Probably. I know. Probably. Yeah, They're yeah. not country bumpkins. I love Let's just get talk. into my, love... my queer gender theory right now. <laughs> They're not country bumpkins. PR people made up that ranch. None of that was real. Yeah. Okay. Where are you from in Texas? Let's I'm get into from... actually interviewing you. Okay, beautiful. I'm ready. Uh-huh. Um, I'm from McAllen, which is like South Texas, the valley. Okay. True tip border. True tit, yeah. True tip tit, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yes. And when did you leave? I left for college. I know. Take a deep breath. You're literally trying to find yourself. I'm I'm even sorry that I'm asking you this. Can I just go on another <laughs> tangent? Because I actually hate when people in New York ask you where you're from. Where you're from. Especially if they don't necessarily care or know about it. And I'm fine with either of those questions. I... I'm just like, I'm ready to answer them, babe. Like, I'm sort of like, I have these ready. <laughs> if you need them at any time, I'm here. But also it's like... Okay, I left Texas. I'm here now. Yeah, exactly. Now exactly, I'm exactly. interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was at a sex party on Sunday, and someone really started tried to like strike it up, like, "Oh, at I've been to Houston." Party? Yeah, and I was like, okay. "I don't." We don't need to do this right now. I don't need to do this right now. Let's I don't suck need dicks. To, like, I have nothing to say about Houston. I have actually a lot to say about <laughs> Houston. Um, but yeah, you're right. And at a sex party, a faux pas. It's I, it. Mm, the, Listen, I I actually love a rich kind of cultural discourse at a sex party. Famously, a few weeks ago, I had a great conversation about Evangelion, a lot of queers talking about anime, what's on Netflix. You know, what are we going to go home to? Hashtag what's on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're down there, I really don't need to get into like, oh, yeah, my family's still there, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, so after McAllen, you went to school, may I ask where? Sarah Lawrence. College. Oh. Stop okay. painting a picture of me. Oh. Stop painting a picture of me right okay. now. She's wearing a scrunchie. <laughs> I've only ever met Andres when they're wearing linens. That's like, literally true. Journey That's now. literally okay. true. I just want to be comfortable. <laughs> like for my followers out there, I just want to let you all. I want to be comfortable. You just want to be loose. I, babe. Then. That's all I want. I want to be <laughs> loose in the bedroom and on stage. So, when did you get to New York? I got to New York. Well, as soon as I graduated. Which, can was I like two ask? years ago. Okay. Yeah. I was like, don't ask because I actually don't know the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know what's safe to talk about there. No. Everything's a bomb, just to let you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, it's been over two years in New York. Yeah. I feel like it took me three or four years to even, like be able to walk outside in New York um, and like be a cohesive person and not look like Hannah Gadsby all the time. (laughs) And you are unusually present and bear an unusual (laughs) sense of self. And I understand that privilege is kind of like a huge part of my lackadaisical um, slow turn towards uh, manifestation. But I'm just curious. I don't want to even ask this as a question. Um, when did things start feeling like they were clicking for you? Because clicking. you seem like you're, you are, you know who you are in, in many respects. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sort of, um, sort of like figuring that every day. Um, okay. but like I understand like what I put out to the world and I know that, um, I'm unusually present. Um, but I know that because then the other like side is just like, sad and depressive so i'm like oh let's just like really tap into like being president and being like i'm gonna have a fun response to this and i'm gonna be like 
aware of what's happening. Twitter, which is where I think you rule. I think you are the funniest <laughs> no. person I've ever seen okay, on Twitter. Okay. Ryan Leach is literally hanging himself. Oh, absolutely. This right now, but, hey, um, Ryan Leach, as you hang yourself, can you also record it? Because I want to see that. <laughs> You're finished in comedy. But uh, you are, I think, the funniest person on Twitter. I've truly like been at the Union Square subway stop bent over um, <laughs> laughing. So... Twitter to me is very manic um, yeah. because I'm also depressive too. And when I'm depressed, I don't know how to form words and I don't think I have anything interesting to say. But then when I'm on an upswing and I'm feeling Ooh. like, oh my God, I'm so smart. I'm so hot. Twitter's yes. great because you can just fire shit off. Oh, literally within an hour. Okay, so I... that's your relationship. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just like, I don't, I mean, thank you for saying that you like my Twitter. I think it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I do because I know I have to do it. And even at that, I'm like, I'm going to do it at least possible. I went into a meeting recently and they were like, I love your Twitter. And I was like, no, you don't. Are you okay? And I was like, no, you don't. And he was like, okay, so I can't do anything with it, but I, I like the vibe. And I'm like, okay, thank you for being honest with me. We can move forward in this interview. Yeah, but that does imply that you have not just an aesthetic, but like saying that you have a vibe means you have a point of view. Absolutely. Which is... Very rare. Yeah. And I don't even mean to turn that into an ageist thing. I'm 29 and I feel yeah. like I'm barely scratching a point of view. Yeah. For, for to meet, because as you and I know, there are 7,000 24-year-old white gay comedians in New York. And I love every single Will one you, of them. I and babe, I need <laughs> And I love every single one of you all. And don't you forget it. <laughs> they're all too good to listen to this podcast, uh, by the way. No way. They're listening. <laughs> babe, they listen to every single episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. No, it's true. Yeah, um, I think... Wait, what was your question? So, so anyways, what I mean to say is, like, it, it is really unusual to meet someone your age who, who has that point of view. And I'm just wondering, like, when you felt like that started coming into... When right. you were able to hone your point of view in Ooh. your work, in your writing, in your comedy, yeah. in your tweeting. I think... Um, I don't know. That's like a hard question in yeah. general, like honing in on something. I thank you for saying that. I don't feel like I'm fully like um, honing in on what I can do. There's right. like Instagram, like Twitter or like specific like vibes and you can only do specific things with that. So like I try my best to be like as truthful and honest on those. Although I lie all the time, just as a heads up. <laughs> Um, just, yeah, I guess I mostly lie on Instagram and Twitter. Um, <laughs> but what I do like try to keep present is by like being honest and truthful. Like that's the only way I know that like, I already have like a specific point of view that no one has. So I'm just like, just dive into it and just trust yourself. Amazing. Okay. Um, I guess I want to hear more about your journey to New York, like, and your journey to it's comedy. A lot of bags. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in terms of the the comedy aspect, how did that happen for you? Like, how did you decide this was it and it. I'm going to go for it? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> also, like, I'm barely also scratching the surface. I'm two years in, and I truly like 
I don't know much. Okay. So this, I want to let this, everyone know. Let this interview be your introduction. Oh, God. People. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. A true, like, quinceanera. Like, yeah, this walking does down not the aisle. need to be hey, a bitch. career retrospective. This is okay. like, yeah, you are, you are the ingenue. <gasps> don't <laughs> fuck me. Please don't fuck me. Please don't fuck me. Please. Please. Let's talk about it and then we'll do it. <laughs> um, okay. I went to Sarah Lawrence and there was like a, there was like a large comedy community there. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I want to do that. And then I sort of did that for like two years. And then I went to, I hate that I'm saying this. I went to Second City for their like semester program. It could be worse. Could Could be be worse. (laughs) (laughs) And while I was at college, I was taking UCB classes. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. Wow, I hate myself already. (laughs) And then I had one more year of school. And then I did that. And then I got into New York. And I was truly trying to figure out like oh what is this world and what is this like communities and i was yeah. thinking oh i guess i have to like join an improv team or like do like a like a sketch group and i was like i hate those i did those all through college and then i did one and it was like fun and it allowed me to, like do creative things but then i started realizing a lot of this scene was like in stand up and like in that world sort of like brooklyn comedy and I was like, oh, I, I guess this is where I want to be. If, yes. like, this is sort of the world currently, I want to be in that world. So I truly dived in and I was like, I have to do every show and I have to, like, say yes to everything and be good. But often I'm bad. So that's really <laughs> cool. <laughs> I recently bombed triumphantly, like, yes, really bombed. Yes, yes, and yes. I do think it has to happen. It has at to. At least once a quarter. You have to. Yeah. You have to like really experience humility in that way. And it's fun. It's fun when you bomb. I know it is fun. Because after that, you're like, okay, okay, what's there's next? nowhere but up. And I usually address it while I'm on stage. I'm just like, wow, I'm bombing. Isn't that crazy, everyone? Yes. <laughs> that is the best way. Yeah. Sydney Washington will turn her bombs into these meteoric events because yeah. if she's going down, oh, you absolutely. are going with her. Exactly. That's Smart move. Smart move. Yeah. Yeah, that's we're all going to hell, babe. I guess I the way I view my career is I obviously have very set dreams and there's things I really want and I am really in it to win it. While the only way for me to stay sane and not completely sabotage myself and not shut myself into this like standard of shame um, is by also having no idea what's going on. Yes. And just kind of being along for the ride. Absolutely. And I'm just curious about like where, how how it feels for you. Where I you literally have this. no roadmap. I'm not like doing anything specifically. Um, it truly is like I get opportunities and I'm like trying to be honest as myself as possible and be like, okay, you're going to do this and you're going to do this like fully and you're not going to like half-ass anything okay. and you will do well. Like that's sort of the truth. I'm sort of getting in my stage in my life where, like, I sort of need, like, a roadmap and I need, like, a plan about, like, what I want to do and, like, what specifically. Right. I have dreams and I want to get to those dreams, which I would love to talk about. If you want to talk about yours, I'll talk about mine, babe. No, I would love to know. <laughs> okay. Like, end goal. I'm, like, 32. And dead. <laughs> and I'm dead. And I'm lying on the funeral floor and everyone's like, work, bitch, work. I'm She's so thin. I'm so thin. <laughs> I died of old age. Thirty-two. Absolutely. No, it's. I want to be thirty-two. I want to have like a Charlie's Angel esque movie. I or like what I keep saying is like gay Quentin Tarantino. 
Like, I think that's so funny. Yeah, I know. Take a deep breath. That we need it. <laughs> we need it. The world needs it. I think so. I think, or more so, I like it, and I, it will do well. I mean, just to <laughs> take us back to pre nine eleven, just for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, take us back. Like I, that millennium era is really important for a lot of queer people in terms of yeah. movies because there's Scream, there's Charlie's oh, Angels, Scream. Josie and the Pussycats, Drop Dead Gorgeous, Sugar and Spice. It yeah. was just this era of Sugar like violent, chaotic bitchy queer movies yeah and you had spice world too of course and it all got oh sorry my my headphones it all got um pushed aside with masculinity and george w bush and 9-11 and all that bullshit but we all have this sensibility that is completely repressed by culture of like chaos madness yeah. hot bitches yes <laughs> literally tits out and, and like truly fighting I do for their lives <laughs> so so yeah gay queer quentin tarantino absolutely it would just be like gender fucked yeah madness yeah and i like kitschy lines kitschy clothing lines or kitschy dialogue dialogue Amazing. and clothing hello hi i'm in a scrunchie if no one can see so you would be making movies yeah that's what i want I love that. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Okay, what about you, babe? Um, thank you for asking. Anytime. This interview is completely off the rails because it's so supposed sorry. to be the subject, but I love that we're making it about me, so thank you. <laughs> uh, look, I... The book... The first book... The book. I want the first book to come out year after next. I want okay. it out. You want it out like, to the world. Released. And then by the time I'm 29 now, I'm when I'm 32, I want an overall deal with Disney to be <gasps> handling the, the X-Men content for them. Bitch. Okay, beautiful. Literally, fronts. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. And Bye, Brian Singer. When the, thank you. <laughs> who is very influential. But yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. And I also like... What's his number, you know? I know. I miss you. <laughs> I want to do the adaptation of my book... The film adaptation or whatever the multimedia adaptation, I want to have like J.K. Rowling executive power over it, and I want Ooh, to be casting nice. our people in it. Oh, I want absolutely, our people in it, absolutely, because the that's the so characters good. in the book are inspired by our people. So I don't want to throw any more lawsuits, cool. but yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. I do. I definitely want like a franchise. Yeah, just like to be rolling in the dough. I want a franchise. I just want to be given keys and like left alone to to handle everything yeah. with a huge budget. Who do you think has that budget currently and is like left alone? I mean, I am very inspired by Los Spookies because okay. not only is it like people from the world that we're in, but it's very good and True. clearly it's their vision. Yeah, like I think if you've seen Anna or Julio once, you you, you know it. that this is this is theirs. Yeah, so I <sighs> love that writ large. Um, listen, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is doing a rewrite on the new James Bond movie, so. I know. Babe. Babe. I was also thinking Joss Whedon. (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts? It's so crazy because, you know, Buffy, I don't know your relationship with Buffy. I loved it. Okay, Buffy is like DNA for me. Buffy is like a part like Buffy was FX every morning before school, Wait, every yes. afternoon after school. <gasps> yeah, that was what FX was. That was FX. FX it pre-post. <laughs> oh, FX was so good. It was. It, it was, was Nip and Tuck and Buffy. Good. Yeah, I. Uh, you wake up before school, Buffy. I saw the f- 
season finale or the series finale at like eight in the morning. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I was like, interesting. <laughs> Sucks that I watch this now. Yeah, and then how are you supposed to go to school? After yeah, that? I'm just like wrecked after like learning about feminism. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to do calculus now. Yeah. So, but with Joss Whedon, I don't know. I, He's gone. He's gone. He's gone, and he also got really bitter in a way that I really didn't like, where he would do a work and then complain about it. And I understand that Marvel, like, screwed him over, but I'm also like, don't act like the sacrificial lamb. You signed on for a sequel. It's kind of like when Fifi O'Hara went back for All Stars. It's like, you knew what you were getting into. Oh, you knew. Up top. I get it. I do believe they're abusive and they're going to fuck you over, but don't go back for the sequel. Exactly. Especially with, like thinking they're going to change. Yeah, and I think when you watch Avengers now, I don't think it's aged too well, which isn't necessarily on Just Weed, and a lot of that's on, like, the Robert Downey Jr. industrial complex. And, you know, famously, my dream is to take one of those Eskimo com- canoes and put Robert Downey Jr., Johnny Depp, and Leonardo DiCaprio in it and just push it to sea. Aw. Aw. And let them have, like, a phone so they can film it, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what they need, more attention. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, I want to make I know I I, I think it, what's interesting now I've been thinking about with comedians I know I know so few stand ups the stand ups yeah. I know who are stand up stand up stand ups just stand ups are incredible yeah but everyone now I feel especially because there's so many of us queers who have been like allowed to thrive together yeah are kind of more than just that. In terms of style, yeah. in terms of presence, and in terms of creative potential. Yeah. And it's exciting to think, like, oh, anyone could be doing TV or movies yes. or whatever. I mean, so many people are already kind of beyond definitional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you do stand-up in what is, like... I don't really do stand-up. Okay, thank you for being I went honest. through a phase so that did not go well, and now I'm, like, comedy-adjacent. Comedy-adjacent. Now I'm more of, no, like, a I host. Say you're comedy. Yeah, I'm comedy. Now I'm more of, like, a host or, like, if you have a comedy panel show. I'm, like, <gasps> oh, if I were in the cool. UK, by the way... You would be huge. I'd be loaded. Babe, because you'd... they have all those talking head shows. Oh, I would right. just be, like... Oh, I want to do that. That's I love so them. fun. I love them. So oh. that would be me. Or I'd just be like, yeah. So I'm, but I'm still figuring that out too because I'm more of a writer. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of like, I think of myself as like the Kate Bosworth of comedy, which is like, I haven't really done anything, but I'm at every party. Absolutely. And we love seeing you there. And I, I look incredible and I was invited <laughs> by someone. Yeah. I think I, I agree with you in a sense because when I do like, quote unquote stand up is not necessarily stand up and it's not my end goal. Like it's not okay. to be like booked on a half hour on a show or something. Okay. Yeah. My end goal is to like do film and like TV and to write and to put myself in it and other queers. Okay. <laughs> so that's uh, in terms of the writing, I feel like you've developed a really strong voice and I'm just curious, like when you were in McAllen because you have such a vicious sense of humor <laughs> and so pitch black. Yeah. Was that present when you were younger? And how was that? Yeah. How was that working? Yeah. Oh, it's very direct and it's sort of like um, challenging, like my sense of humor. Um, I just like sort of how I was like raised. A right. lot of my like family is very like how they joke is like. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, we're going to take you down a peg. So you but weren't then you a have to, like sheep? No. Okay. I was the sheep, babe. I was the... 
the white sheep. I was the babe. I was all the sheep. No, um, it was very much like you're allowed to like joke and you're allowed to like cut each other down as long as it's like funny. And I love that. I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm curious. I feel like five minutes ago I had just discovered this comedy scene and I started coming up in it. And now it feels like – I mean this is how gay generations work. Normal generations take decades. Gay generations is about every five years. So we're already – I'm already seeing a new rise of queer comedians in New York, which is incredible, extremely abundant. They've already worked out a lot of things that took the rest of us a long time to work out, which is like you can like yourself and be confident and feel hot. Yeah. And I guess be funny. We're I guess. the jury's out on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just curious, like, how you view this the scene you're in. What the scene? If you can describe the scene you're in, what it's yeah. like. I'm truly trying to learn about. Yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I'm also trying to learn about it. Like okay. as much as like I'm like in the scene, I truly don't know the mechanics of it. Um, <laughs> and we can't get into that. And we can't get in. Um, but I do agree. Like, uh, you want to know about this scene. That I'm in. Like, what What do you get from, you know, when I see certain performers that I'm really connected with, I, I get a lot from them in terms of, like, inspiration and a sense of momentum. And I kind of have an idea of where, where a lot of us are going. And I'm just curious, um, with a lot of the comedians that you're coming up with, like, what 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 you're feeling and, and what where you kind of see the milieu going or or what you... Everyone sucks and they need to die. <laughs> um, no, everyone's like very nice. I need names. I need you to be specific. And I want There you are to be... a lot of queers in comedy. There are age. a lot a of queers. A lot, a lot, a lot. And yes, my, yes, yes, yes. I feel like my generation, we've had to deal with a lot of competition and we've had... We've oh, over, yes. We've mostly overcome it and there's a beautiful sense of like fraternity and love. And I'm curious really? what it's like for you guys. Have you? Do you Got guys it. have any ingrained? Tension. I think. Yeah. I mean, like we're also we're all in like a competitive like field, just like being um, like booked on things, and it's like very much that, which I don't think ever truly goes away. Yeah. And it's sort of like acknowledging it at some points, but I don't know. There, w- that will always be there, okay. and I don't resent that I think it takes me a while to like also figure that out but also like I know like quote unquote older generations like also feel that way about like younger generations still like sometimes I get side eyed and I'm like okay that's not needed now but okay but everyone has stolen from you correct absolutely everyone's (laughs) stealing with me um yeah. Every white twink has copied you. I guess. Always. Always. Like Nicki Minaj, everyone's always copying her. <laughs> <laughs> All these bitches are my sons, yes. Where is she? She currently, um, I'm speaking we don't with know. the number one Barb, and a Barb is... Hi. Oh, a Nicki fan with the thirst for blood. Yes. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Where is she? Currently? Yeah. I, don't, I can't reveal anything. Okay. <laughs> um, I honestly don't know. Because it's felt like a bit of a from Grace. Grace. Oh, she's not well. For a while. Okay. And, and, the, and the fans know it and everyone knows it. But I'm more of a Nicki Minaj stan of a stan than an actual Nicki <laughs> fan. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Like the music at this point is completely irrelevant. Yeah, absolutely. 
And the videos at this point are also completely irrelevant. So bad. The lot, the good form one really reminded me of a lot of bat mitzvah parties I went to <laughs> because a lot of girls like Lauren Slayko would be like, the theme is candy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that's not really a music video, but thank you. Oh, wow, that really got me. <laughs> the theme, candy. Oh, my God. Like, Nikki, you can't do that. <laughs> Wait, I want the theme, thinking. Oh, <laughs> I want that as a theme. <laughs> Thinking. Thinking. Mm. <laughs> Thought bubble. Oh, I want to do more. Uh, the theme is walking. Oh, I love this. Okay, That's Nikki right you're, now, For the though. next like day, I'm going to be tweeting those things <laughs> just to let you know. The Music theme video is... About themes. Yeah. So I guess I'm just curious what other, like, we've talked a lot about Charlie's Angels, etc. I'm And I talked at you about uh, a lot of my kind of cultural references, but when you said queer Quentin Tarantino, I was so excited, and I'm, I'm just curious about what other, like, touchstones there were for you culturally on the journey. Yeah. Um, uh, Electra. Do we know that movie? <laughs> Canada's number one cinematic contribution is Electra. <laughs> L.L. Bean's number one cinematic contribution. It's so good. It's so good. And it's, again, it's, like, very, like, queer and very, It's a like, lesbian movie. It's not even a gay movie. It's a lesbian wow. movie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I need to get a lesbian in here to discuss that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it was really good in the sense that it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and my other brother, also famously straight, uh, thinks that He's it was a good movie, but Jennifer Garner ruined it. And I was like, actually, quite the opposite. It's a it is a garbage movie yeah. that Jennifer Garner is holding up on her with her biceps. Abs- oh my Thank god! You. On her biceps because she worked out for that Fuck, movie. She, she really did it. Here's the thing: Daredevil, the movie that preceded this, Famous. was also horrible. Yes. and so when I this... did see it four times in theaters. Me too. In th- in oh, it was grade. really yeah. good. Thank you. And then I decided. For them to decide to be like, okay, let's make another bad movie, but like with the character that no one knows about and only the gays and the girls will know about. And I'm like, I guess. And with no, the plot is not about her. The plot is about this like. Little girl. Yeah, like a 13 year old who sucks. <laughs> who sucks. Who Electra has to like protect, protect uh, which is very lesbian. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where the, that's the lesbian aspect of this like. She's not a mother. She's she's not. she's not. She's like set free from the heteronormative bounds, but then she's like caring for this young initiate. It's very lesbian. Yeah. To me. No, it is because actually uh, she starts out by having to like murder them. Right. And then right. she like learns like, oh, it's a child. I can't kill a child. Ugh. And then so she's she's out to save them. Right. And then there's like five different hot bad guys. And that's sort of where my writing comes <laughs> from. <laughs> And that's kind of the, that's the, the of, art, the artistic process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Electra. I love her. Do you like The Fifth Element? I I I rewatched it yesterday. Welcome. I know. Thank you. Um, I do like it mostly, like the aesthetic. I don't really yeah. get the plot, and a lot of it is nonsense. Yeah. But I love. I do love it. I stand for it. I'm I think I've recently it. come in terms of the like, don't hate the artist because uh, Luc Besson has <laughs> become quite, well, he was always problematic because yeah. it's not like no one knew that he was fucking all those 19 year old <laughs> supermodels that he was putting in his movies, but it's now obviously kind of past a certain threshold. But I kind of view The Fifth Element as more Jean Paul Gaultier's movie yes, than Luc Besson's movie. Yes. And I was a little disappointed at the Met 
ex- exhibition, they didn't have any element. None at all. Yeah, but I guess the fifth element is more fashion than camp. Really? Okay, In let's some get into ways. this. I don't think of... I'm stretching. Hold on. Like, Max Witter just showed me Barbarella for the yes. first time. Have you seen it? I saw five minutes of you it. Get and then it. I was so like... I don't know what's happening. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> but Barbarella, to me, in the, which is similar to the fifth element in that it's French, but I think Barbarella is more fashion than camp. Like, it's obvi- they're both obviously silly movies, but the, the okay, uh, looks are board. art. The I, looks are yes, actual, like, absolutely. runway art. And I don't know. There's, it's not played as campy to me. That's true. I don't know how to, exp- uh, it, it, you know, I know I'm. I, I think there's, a, like, the fashion isn't played as campy. Right. So it's, like, very much you must take this as literal, and this is, like, the world that is being provided. Right. I, I guess Mila Jovovich screaming Jaja Hamas out of a cab <laughs> is campy, but, like, I don't know. No. But, like, the aesthetic isn't campy. No. It, it's just not in the same. I, I couldn't say that X Men is campy either because it's so fashion. Oh, I love Ian that. McKellen is campy in it, but the X Men movies are. But that's not his fault. Runway fashion. No, no, that's his triumph. <laughs> that's yeah, in life he's sort of gay. Would love what you've done with your hair. Oh my god! I didn't I know you love... could do voices. I can't. I think I can only do him because I've seen X Men two so many times. The nails, the nails, yes. the nail girl, huge. But she's not campy. She's fashion. She is fashion. Like and and you know the boots she's wearing, the leather pants. Yeah. Oh, I see it. And the ponytail. I could see that in like a high fashion like shoe store. Like they play that in the background and just like on a loop and there's like a house music. Like an all white. Yes. Yes. Or an all black. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Gorgina. <laughs> and in terms of comedy, can I ask if you have any influences? Not Did at you... all. None. None. I, that's a None. Does like comedy? Is that a thing that imp- like. People really like I'm comedy. trying, but I don't I'm think that's. Yeah. Is it. Um, of course I have influences and it's like people in the scene and there's people that are like okay. have done well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really good at not viewing the people's work that I like. Good. <laughs> Which is like good and bad. It's like, yeah, you don't want to like feed into like their same like thing, but it's also like you should be aware of like what's happening. And I, it's hard. Yeah, but the, honestly, I get what you're saying. I was just talking with another comedian about this who told me that her parents brought up a similar comedian. Really? And it was like, okay, well, thank you for that. As if, yes. you know, because in oh, our absolutely. heads, we're already making like, those I know, I know, I know, I know, yeah. So it was like, yeah, you don't need to feed that anymore, I suppose. Yeah. And you want to be charting your own path. Yeah. Hard. Well, I'm riveted. I know. Well, it's also interesting. Oh, one situations like that always happen. Um, um, Fuck. What was I going to say? Okay, so I lost it. That's amazing. In terms of comparing, despairing, anything. anything. Comparing, despairing. Um, No, I lost it. It's literally not here anymore. It's okay. That's so sad. (laughs) Well, it'll come back like halfway through. Don't worry. So where are you usually performing or appearing that people can see you? Um... And everywhere, anywhere, and online. Yeah, you were just in CEO Skyscraper. Yes, absolutely. And I loved you in a suit. Thank you. I was more fashion than camp, if I'm correct. Huge. Pivotal. (laughs) Pivotal. Um, Yeah, around town, always on a stage, always online. Unless I feel sad that day, then I'm not online. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and you are on all social, you are? Mijo Andres. 
on Twitter, the O is a zero. Listen, yeah, we make compromises. We do, but I want to get to the stage in my life where I can ask Twitter to change it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and verify it. Yeah, absolutely. Verification Give me a is the easiest thing in oh, the world, though. easy. As someone who isn't verified, I think it's... <laughs> Anyone can have. Well, it. you said it with confidence. Yeah, so. it's anyone. Tr- I know swine who are verified. You know Absolutely. I mean? Hey, me too. Well, hey. <laughs> um, well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having this me. This was delicious. This was such a treat. It was. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.